You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. So one of my favorite parts of running Privy is spending time with our customers. At least once a week, I'm on the phone with founders of e-commerce brands. And this is what energizes me. I wanted to quickly thank a few customers that spent some time with me recently. Shout out to Dennis from Janula.com. They make these really awesome paleo granolas. And also to Danielle Carr, founder of OsquoSkinCare.com. Danielle and I caught up a few weeks back about the business she's in the process of building, OsquoSkinCare.com. Go check it out. She's in the early days, but in our original call, I learned a lot about what it takes to get a skincare brand off the ground. One of the things Danielle and I talked about on our first call was TikTok. And she recently followed up with me and said, since we last spoke, our brand TikTok account has received more than 1 million views and 81,000 likes. Whoa. First, it was Hayes from Jersey Bird a couple episodes ago. Now it's Danielle from Osco Skincare. Holy hell. Can someone please help me understand how to succeed on TikTok? I feel like I'm the only one who hasn't hit it big over there. So Danielle's actually here with me live right now to hopefully help change the fate of my career and turn me into a TikTok star. No, I'm just kidding. But by the way, if you want to see what's going on with Danielle and her account on TikTok, head over and search for Osquo Skin. It's O-S-Q-U-O-S-K-I-N. And there's no BS. I took a look at her account there and the site and I can confirm she's got about 40 to 50 videos that she's posted on the account. And they range from 2,000 views in the beginning to a couple hundred thousand views each. You know, what I loved about it was like, none of them are overly produced. Um, All of them feature Danielle herself sharing acne care advice, which is what the brand's about. So let's get into it. Danielle, thank you for joining us today. Ben, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to share some insider secrets and we'll get you to becoming a TikTok star in no time. (laughs) Awesome. All right. So give us like the overview, the basic story of the business. What's your one minute pitch? Yeah. So I am Danielle Carr, the founder of Osquo, and we are a new acne care brand on a mission to acro status quo by reimagining the way that we treat, talk, and feel about acne. I have personally struggled with chronic cystic acne for about six years on my face, on my chest, on my back. So that was quite painful to say the least. And to this day, I'm still so frustrated and confused by what's out there on the shelves. And I know I'm not the only one that feels this way. So that's why I set out to create Osquo and make treating acne a little more fun and simple by, you know, leveraging modern day science and really creating a community that is all about rewriting outdated beauty standards. Love it. And I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, but you're at a full-time job right now and you're starting on this on the side, right? I am. Yeah. It's definitely been quite a bit of a hustle managing. I kind of feel like Hannah Montana that I'm living two lives. I work in tech and after you know my nine to five, I switch on and become this TikTok personality, but also the CEO of a new acne care company. So it's been quite crazy. Love it. So one of the things that stands out to me that even for our own business at Privy, I wish I had done this differently. Like your pre-launch even though you're pre-launched, like you're not in stealth or anything like that. You're out there building an audience on TikTok. So that's why I wanted to bring you on. I think it's super interesting. I wish more founders took this approach and let's get into it. Like, it sounds like early on you were trying Instagram for community development. When did you kind of 
pick up on the TikTok trend? Yeah. So I actually first only focused on Instagram since I really wanted to build a close relationship with our, you know, to be customers, but also talk about these shared experiences of, you know, going through cystic acne, going through hormonal acne. And so from day one, it's always been my priority to create a platform to have those one-to-one conversations. But then once TikTok came around, I realized something really special that TikTok could be a really incredible early stage funnel that could help Osqua do a couple of things, two things primarily. The first one to help us validate the demand and interest for retinol-based acne care products, which is what we're developing. And secondly, also I thought, why not try to create, you know, mass volume brand awareness and it's work. So the way I like to think about TikTok is kind of as this new digital billboard that is completely free to use. And, you know, you drive past the highway and you see a billboard. But what's really unique about TikTok is that the algorithm actually works in your favor by showing your content to your target audience. And so now we have, you know, over a million views and over 84,000 likes on our videos. So that's amazing. And one more detail that just has my mind blown even more is like, you posted your first video two months or so ago. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've gone from zero to over a million views in two months <laughs> with zero production budget, zero agencies. This is you just telling stories through video. Exactly. All you need is a $40 tripod from Amazon. <laughs> and I would say like very clearly shows that the demand for retinol-based products is there, which is awesome because you're proving that out ahead of actually even having a product ready to sell. Exactly. Our most viewed videos, one has 500,000 views and the other 200,000 views talk about how to use retinol properly for treating acne. So it's been great just to get that market validation really early on. So we know that we're building the right thing for our customers. Nice. So obviously it was like going deep on the account. I think since we're so focused on tactics, I want to make sure everyone gets value here. One of the things that stood out to me was that the first two videos you posted wasn't of you. You actually had, I don't know if they're friends or actors or whatever. And those two videos, maybe it was just because they were your first, like those happened to be your lowest view counts. Was it an intentional switch away from other people in the videos to featuring yourself? Yeah. So what I realized is that featuring other people on Instagram works really well. It goes back to that really community-based shared experiences aspect. But on TikTok, what I realized is I kind of needed to create an alter ego for myself, which spawned this idea of creating the acne fairy godmother on TikTok, which sounds quite silly, but it's worked really well. (laughs) I did see that and chuckled, but I I loved it. It felt real. Yeah. And it's really resonated with, with our audience. And one thing that prompted me to make that switch is that I noticed that the most successful TikTok accounts had that identifiable spokesperson. You know, two of the biggest ones are Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio. They're both individuals. They only post videos of themselves, but have massive hundreds of millions of followers. And so again, my whole mission is to create a relatable acne care company, one that speaks from a place of empathy. So I thought, what better way than just to put myself on camera and share everything that I've learned over the years, what I'm learning today, and just show some real raw experiences of dealing with acne and kind of act as like an older big sister on TikTok. 
I love it. I love also that you're like open about that. I think our marketing team talks a lot about like, who are we using as inspiration? And then like, how do we make that our own? And so the fact that you're looking at other kind of big TikTok audience people, and then taking your own spin and inspiration off of that, making it your own, I think is smart. Like it doesn't all have to be original. It just has to be original for you. And sounds like that's worked really well. So would you ever consider going back to featuring other people in the video? Or is this now like the persona that you're going to stick with? I think what's really great about TikTok is that you can experiment. And so I think once we build a larger following and solidify our brand mission a little bit better on the platform, I'll experiment with bringing other people on. And that'll be really great too, because making TikToks is kind of a full-time job sometimes. Yeah. It does require a lot of discipline and creativity and dedication to making that content. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I actually, I dissected a couple of yours. So I want to like walk through it. So the first video of you that features you, it was literally 15 seconds and it's a hundred percent story oriented about why you started the company. I loved how you focused on your personal struggle in that story and that you found some ingredients for your product that actually work, but there's no actual mention of your product yet, which I thought was great. And then the other ones that stood out, obviously, the one that has over 500,000 views is you in front of a series of other acne products that you've tried that didn't work out. Is there such thing as an equation on TikTok for what works? A little bit. I will say, Ben, that there are ways to kind of crack the algorithm per se. TikTok is a really interesting platform. And there's kind of as you've noticed, most of my videos are me overlaying text with some trending music. And the reason why I haven't really posted a video of me talking yet is because trending songs work really well. And creating text on top of the video increases the shareability of the video. So what I've noticed is that people started sharing our videos even on Instagram. So that's part of the reason why I've stuck to that format. And secondly, like I mentioned, sometimes creating those voiceover videos does take a little bit more time to edit and produce and being a solo CEO with a full-time job. It's a little bit difficult to balance it all. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to build up a little bit of an audience too. And it's just, it's hard to produce these, especially at the 60 seconds, even though it sounds like, wait, it's 60 seconds. How hard could it be? But it's actually, it's been really challenging for me in a, in a good way. But one of the other things I noticed about your strategy, like just getting to the tactics, you seem to be very particular about hashtag usage on TikTok. Yes. Is there like a strategy you could walk us through or any tips there? Absolutely. So hashtags on TikTok are quite unique. Unlike on Instagram, where you know, you're encouraged to post 20 different hashtags and really go for that mass volume, TikTok, the algorithm is really interesting in the sense that it pushes videos that have a very specific niche. So focusing on three to four niche hashtag is all that you need. So most of our videos have hashtags such as acne, acne treatments, or skincare routine. And what that does is that it tells TikTok to show my videos to people who have liked that type of content. And the biggest takeaway here, again, is to be really focused about who is your niche. And for us, that's exclusively acne care. Yeah. And so did you, like for those three that you mentioned, did you just put those in TikTok and see how many views about, about each one of those before you decided that like those were the three? Yes. I think acne has somewhere around 600 million views, acne treatments. Each one of those hashtags has 
a sizable amount of views. So that reassures me that it's going to be pushed in front of a wide audience. Nice. Cool. And then I also thought you had an interesting take on comments too. So, you know, I noticed that like some of your videos, especially the ones that have hundreds of thousands of views, have hundreds of comments on them. Yeah. So like here at Privy, you know, I try to be approachable and, and comment on social media, but like, is that even plausible when you get 400 comments on a video? Are, are you thinking about comments strategically or are you just kind of responding when you can? Comments are awesome because comments also increase the viewership of your videos, but there's definitely a strategy to them. I do try my best to respond to every single comment. However, there is a tip and insider trick I'd like to share. So I actually don't always immediately respond to the comment. And the reason being is that when you respond to a comment, it sends the user who commented on that video a notification. And what that does, it brings them back to your page. So sometimes Mm. I will wait to respond to some of the comments after I have posted a new video. So they'll come onto my page and see, hey, Danielle posted a new video. The Acme Fairy Godmother is doing her thing. Let's watch it. Love that. Really, really good takeaway for anyone else kind of playing with TikTok here. Nice. And so earlier, you just want to go back to something you said. You said you're trying to post daily. Like, is that the goal that you set for yourself? It's tough. And the algorithm definitely favors, you know, accounts that have consistency. And so the goal right now is to post at least five days a week. And what I typically do is I take a day out of the week, dedicate a couple of hours just to film and batch. So that way I can kind of, you know, strategically outline what videos I want to post, make sure that they're on trend. And since I've started doing that, I've seen our growth just kind of skyrocket and seen the views just kind of increase over time. So it's been really great, but it definitely requires a lot of discipline and planning that goes into it. Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we're big believers in the practice of publishing daily. I mean, this episode goes live every day of the week, the podcast, I mean, and, and I know how much goes into that. I can only imagine if there was video in, involved, like, wow. But yeah. that is how you, you improve, you put stuff out, you see what works, you tweak it. And hopefully over time, it gets faster. Nice. So, exactly. so, you know, I brought you on here. I love that you're building the audience ahead of product launch, but like, how are you going to use those million views when you actually have the product ready to go? And do you plan on introducing it to TikTok or what's the strategy there? Absolutely. I think what's worked really well for us right now is that we've started to build that relationship. I almost think about it as like building a friendship with our audience. And so you would never sell to your friend a product the first time you met them. And so I think it's really great that we're taking our time to build this audience. And I'm planning on creating a series leading up to our launch where I'll start with sharing a short story of my acne journey, why I created Osquo, and how it's radically different than anything on the market. And the challenge there is definitely to pitch it all in 60 seconds and make it interesting and not make it feel like a sales pitch, but something that feels like it's coming from from the heart, which it is. And actually, my friend, Lindsay, she is the founder of Kira Moon Beauty on TikTok. And she created a very similar TikTok strategy where she introduced her products through short stories and has now gained over 25,000 followers since launching about a month ago. Amazing. Amazing. So yeah. that was Lindsay from Kira Moon Beauty. I'll have to check her out. Danielle yeah. from Osquo Skin. A couple of weeks ago, I had Hayes from Jersey Bird Official. That was 
having a lot of success on TikTok with the Jersey Bird Challenge, which was kind of a, a product challenge for generating UGC on TikTok that worked really well. I love it. <laughs> I'm struggling with TikTok. I don't know if it's because I'm 35 or whatever, but I find like it's hard to publish a 60 second video that doesn't go over 60 seconds. Like, why do they even let you try to upload it? Anyways, has that ever happened to you? Yeah, I actually just try to stick to like the quick 15 second videos. You know, it's it's quite challenging. So <laughs> trying to fit a lot of content in 60 seconds is is not an easy feat. You're being nice. You're like, Ben, it's not that hard. Get with it. Um, <laughs> no, but I do actually have an honest question for you, right? So if I have any shot at being a TikTok star, do I need to start dancing in my videos? Honest question. So what I've heard through the grapevine is that it's kind of a rite of passage. But you know what, Ben? I think you should give the Doja Cat Say So dance a shot. And I think that's the secret to becoming a TikTok star. Awesome. I'll give it a shot. Cool. Well, this is great. Lots of tactics in here about the short videos attaching to music instead of the voiceovers the hashtag process, the commenting down the road process. I think there's really, really actionable stuff in here. And, um, you know, I've learned a lot. So Danielle, this was great. Thank you for coming on. And thanks for sharing so much knowledge with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. So it's been a pleasure. Awesome. See ya. 